I am not your failure. <sighs> I love how they did this with the voice. It's so great. Yeah. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. Oh, oh good. Specific words they gave to Hayden. Yeah. Other words they gave to Free Speecher. Mm -hmm. It's just so... Like, it's heartbreaking, but like, you can feel Obi-Wan healing Same right now. Way. I will destroy you. And my friend is truly dead. Oh, wow. This is just brutal. Darth. Oh. Oh, yep. You called him Darth. Just left him with Darth. What an insult. I'm going to do that to my brother when I see him this weekend. <laughs> Obi-Wan! <laughs> nice! Yeah. Oh, I love it. Obi-Wan! <laughs> I love the, the the voice effect there was top notch. Oh, that was mm, that was wow, man! That that delivered to me on a level that like I, so many things this episode. Yes, so handsome. You want to meet him? Oh, oh, hello! And oh, are we gonna get another another crying session here? Yeah, give him <sighs> his toy. Oh, yes. give him the toy. <laughs> mm. Luke's just like, I don't want this. Nothing breaks it in front of him. <laughs> Hello there. <gasps> ah! <laughs> he said the thing! <laughs> he did it! Yes! Did, did, you, did uh, you see the thing they said about Ewan McGregor having so much fun riding a camel, he tried to buy one? <laughs> <laughs> What an idiot. What are you going to do with that camel? You're not Rich gonna... people, man. <laughs> Master Qui-Gon. <gasps> yes. <gasps> yes. Well. I mean, he had to show up, right? I would have been yeah. I would have been disappointed if we didn't yeah, see or, or hear him. I think you'd never come. Ah, yes. 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 Come on. You've got a ways to go. Always here? Like yeah. how, how much did you see? Yeah, wait a second. Did you watch me? <laughs> Never mind. I mean, me and me and Tika the Jawa got yeah. some uh, <laughs> nasty shit. <Were> you... <laughs> Let's not overthink this. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All well right. Done. Well, well done. done. Well done, Deborah Chow. You yeah. did it. You stuck the landing. The land. yes, Way exactly. to stick the landing. Oh my God. So much happened this episode. We have to talk about it. Welcome back to New Rockstars. Obi-Wan Kenobi's finale pulled out all the stops with cameos from Qui-Gon Jinn. Somehow Palpatine returned. Kenobi getting his own Ahsoka-style peek through the Vader mask. And hot damn a hello there. And yes. I think we owe it to Darth Vader to change up our weekly Darth Maul Kenobi scream to the version that Vader gave us this episode. That was good. I felt like I was on the set. I yeah. felt like I was on the LED volume with you there, yeah. Tommy. You transported me. This is Wookiee Lake's new Rockstar's official after show for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm Eric Voss. My Easter egg breakdown is going to come out tomorrow. It's a busy day ahead of us. But right now, I'm reacting to this episode with Tommy Bechtold. Tommy, Woo 
Wow, what a, I mean, just so much to talk about. I don't even want to waste too much time saying hello, but I will. Oh, I just had such a great time with this episode. A lot of my personal theories coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. A lot, I mean, including very specifically on break, the break room yesterday, my prediction that Aunt Beru was a secret badass. Uh, I think we, that pretty much came, uh, that, was, that was definitely one that I will be rubbing in everyone's faces uh, tonight, uh, this afternoon. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, that Amperu moment, biggest surprise for me. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved yeah. Amperu this yeah. episode. Me yeah. too. You know what? It honestly felt like uh, this whole series from the pitch was all just leading up to this moment. And then everything yeah. else was just kind of like tracing our steps up to it. In fact, I mean, just imagine a scenario where this could have been all we got for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Imagine a story just like a one-off Christmas special that opened yeah. with Obi-Wan on the run with young Leia on right. some freighter. Right. We don't know what they're doing, how they got there, but there are other Jedi there. There are other mm-hmm. people who think that they're Jedi who are just helping Jedi get away. But as they're being chased by the Devastator, like that honestly feels like we're, we're jumping right into the deep end in A New Hope with the Tantive yeah. Four chase from the Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it honestly just feels like, oh yeah, this is... This is everything we needed, and I'm glad we got here. I'm so glad we got here. Um, Absolutely. Well, okay, so this episode, Vader Star Destroyer, the Devastator, pursues Roken's freighter. Obi-Wan says goodbye to Roken, and Haja tells them to get Leia home. Uh, Leia doesn't want him to leave. Does that little trick of leaving Daddy a toy in a suitcase, so he has to come Uh, back home early from the business trip. Gives him Lola. Uh, man, that tracker, she learned a tip from uh, from Reva there, right? You know, that yeah, droid, right. it's a great tracker. It's, it's good right. for a lot of stuff. Uh, well, <laughs> Obi-Wan takes a dropship uh, to this nearby unnamed moon. I looked for the name of the moon. Uh, we didn't get it. I believe the mm. audio description calls it a desolate moon, uh, but we don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it I'm looks like it desolation. <laughs> Just name it after yourself, Tommy. I think you've heard yes. it. I believe they landed on Bechtold 4. <laughs> uh, they, I like how whenever they're fleeing the Star Destroyer, they're literally doing the zigzag maneuver. They're like, yeah. it's harder to shoot a zigzag. That's how you run away from a gator, right, Eric? I need to know I'm going to Florida in three days. <laughs> That's so. right, yeah. You uh, you have to zigzag. They are fast, Tommy. Don't yeah. don't underestimate a gator. That's what they're counting well, on. You know, they say that about me, Eric. You know, I may look heavy, but I can run. F- I got fleet feet. <laughs> Also, you're cold-blooded, and yes. uh, you like just laying in the and sun. I eat, and I eat my own eggs uh, <laughs> that I produce. I mean, I, who wouldn't? I mean, your eggs are yeah. delicious. Your Cadbury cream, right? <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yes, they're all Cadbury cream. Yeah. Some are Cadbury minis, but uh, <laughs> that's, you're yeah. lucky if you get a Cadbury mini inside of a bigger Cadbury egg. Oh um, my God! What an embarrassment that, of riches! Yeah, that's what we call a Cadbury double. A, a turduck, a tur Cadbury is when it's yeah. three. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, p- put a pin in that. We're doing yeah. that next Easter for a viral video. <laughs> We're putting oh, all the Cadbury eggs inside of each other, roasting yeah. it at 350 for 10 hours. Right, back, to sh- back to the show. Back to the show. So a wounded, rough-looking Reva arrives to yeah. Tatooine, seeking out yeah. Owen, uh, uh, getting in fights with water vendors. Owen gets tipped off. I love the um, the code of honor between the water trade of tattooing his water vendors like i have to warn you owen yeah i don't want you to get in trouble you're like the only moisture farmer who will sell me at you know under 20 yeah. credits per cup of it and i i can't afford to go to stephen f root on the other side of the planet that guy's gonna yeah. jack up the prices so he's the, yeah he's unethical 
just just gonna warn you uh, here. Uh, but Owen gets tipped off. He warns Baru. Baru, our yeah. lady Baru, pulling that, pulling a Regina King and Watchmen, pulling random rifles out of everywhere. Saying, yeah. let's go. She was waiting for this moment. She was bored for this moment. There mm-hmm. was uh, many a day leading up to this, droids were just giving her some side eye like, that woman has gone crazy hiding rifles behind the flower bed. What uh. is she planning on? I love this woman this episode. She is, uh, she's my new hero of Star Wars. Mm. And she's just like, she's a bit excited. And she's like, oh, someone's yes. coming. Yes. Yes, Finally. we get to do this. The plan. <laughs> All, all of my hidden weapons will come come in handy now. Yeah, she just like pops open a, a, some blue bantha milk, and inside yeah. that carton is just like another little gun. And she's like, "Let's do it." <laughs> there's just guns everywhere. <laughs> there's guns inside of the guns. There, there's a droid with a, just a blaster for a head. Like, why did I exist? <laughs> now I know. Kill <laughs> me. <laughs> you don't anymore. <laughs> So Obi-Wan and Vader share a duel for the ages this episode. It's incredible. Obi-Wan has regained his strength and his confidence, yet Vader says, but your weakness remains. And Vader overwhelms him, tries to bury him alive. Vicious fatality here, but it's not so. Obi-Wan is clinging to his, it seems like his hatred for Anakin at first, Mm -hmm. Uh, but really he uh, leaves those thoughts behind and instead focuses on his love for Leia and for Luke, and he frees himself, giving Vader the business at that point, slashing his chest controls, slicing open his helmet, just like Ahsoka did to Vader and Rebels when they reunited, giving us a nice parallel moment here. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Vader tells him that Obi-Wan didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, he did. And Obi-Wan tells him that his friend is truly dead, and leaves his former Padawan wheezing in pain, screaming, Obi-Wan! It's Obi-Wan? incredible. Just yeah. an incredible exchange here. Yes. I love it. Oh my it. God, yes. I did too. Um, Amazing. Meanwhile, Reva sneaks into the Lars homestead, uh, ended up in one hell of a shootout, and uh, it looks like a flower pot fight with Owen and Beru. They're just yeah. throwing anything <laughs> they can at her. Yes. She chases Luke across the desert into a canyon, knocking him off a ledge, unconscious. And I'm thinking at this point, why is she just really wants to kill him out of revenge? I'm not really sure what she wants to do with Luke yeah. at this. I thought she just yeah. was going to use him as a hostage to get Obi-Wan back uh, in the picture yeah. and then get Vader back in the picture. But no, she just, uh, she knows this boy is important to uh, to somebody and then just wants to kill him. So I'm just glad ultimately that she, obviously she didn't kill him. We knew she wasn't, but yeah. uh I'm glad that she's able to like come do this on her own. Yes. Uh, it's it's you know for a second it seems like counterintuitive storytelling to like mm. deprive Obi Wan of being the hero in this moment and rescuing right. Luke. Uh, it's just a change that she encounters on her own, and uh, mm. they brought back young Riva, the actress, to just sit there on on the on the sand, you know, so that mm. like she can have that parallel moment. Pretty incredible mm-hmm. moment. And then, um, you know, she returns Luke back to Baru and Owen and Obi-Wan. And Baru's like, can I just use four more of my guns? I mean, yes. I have, I haven't hidden everywhere. Baru kind of gives the like, I forgive, but I never forget. If I see you in these streets again, I will blast three holes inside of you. Yeah, she just like opens up her robes. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, that's She's lots of guns. She's completely naked. No, also, she, also she's <laughs> 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 and 
tatted up, tatted up There's with no like need for this. crazy tattoos. Unspeakably like offensive tattoos. On having Baruby tattooed <laughs> from ankle to neck. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so Obi-Wan tells Reva that she has honored her fallen Jedi friends and that she is free now. Uh, and then on Mustafar, Palpatine's hologram checks in with Vader. It's like, you've been too focused on Obi-Wan, son. And mm-hmm. Vader's like, okay, okay, I'm moving on, Papa. I love you, Yeah, Papa. don't worry, you're my you, only Papa. master. You're, my only you're the master. only one I call daddy. Daddy. Um, <laughs> and then the Emperor's like, good, that's what daddy likes good. to hear. You go and hit good. daddy again. Good. 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 No, why am I doing uh, Palpatine's voice as Vader? Hey, it's been a long night. Been a long night. Yeah, yeah, we we haven't gotten a lot of sleep here, so no. Um, so we revisit Alderaan. Obi Wan returns Lola to Leia, breaks our hearts, complimenting both her mother and her father's John Williams Leia theme and force oh theme play God. underneath. I mean, that's a, that's the quickest shortcut to Waterworks for me. Just play right. John Williams Leia theme, and I'm a wreck. I'm a puddle. I'm Alex Mack. If the only way point. I would have cried, I would have you know been more moved by that scene. Is if Shadow from Homeward Bound had run home <laughs> to that music right Oh, Peter. Oh, I Peter. missed you every day. I was so oh, worried, Peter. Oh, Peter. Oh, Peter. Then Gone is like, when the f- do we get a dog? What? What is Bla- a dog? Just shoots him with a blast. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what is that? What is it? Ugh. They don't have golden retrievers on this planet. Ugh, gross. Uh, Obi-Wan makes one final visit to Owen, who lets Obi-Wan meet Luke. Obi-Wan gives Luke the T-16 Skyhopper toy, and we yes. get a hello there. Ah, mm. They know us. They know what we wanted. They know what mm. we wanted, right? Uh, and then right. finally, Qui-Gon rides up on his EOP to the Force Ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn, who tells him he was always with them and that they still have quite a ways to go. So how influential was Qui-Gon's ghost actually throughout this series? Was he there the whole time? What things that we saw on the show were actually the doing of Qui-Gon? And did Qui-Gon really see, um, you know, everything? Like everything that Obi-Wan did alone in that cave? I mean, a man has needs. And uh, did Qui-Gon watch? Did he watch? Oh, Peter. What did you see? Oh, Obi-Wan. Oh, <laughs> Obi-Wan. I keep hearing an old man just kind of breathing heavily in this cave. Poor, poor Don Amici just trying to have his bones rest in his grave, and we're roasting his horny voice at the end of Homeward Bound. <laughs> All right. Uh, an announcement that we have to give you here. If you're enjoying this goofy banter, or even if you're <laughs> yes. not, we still want to drag you through this. New Rockstars yes. is going to be live in Austin, Texas on July Woo! 4th through July 3rd for RTX. That's Rooster Teeth's podcast festival. It's going to be Tommy and me, plus Jessica Clements, plus Philip Molina. We're doing a live show Saturday, July 2nd. As part of this festival, it's going to be so fun. So click the mm-hmm. link in the description. Use the promo code New Rockstars, all one word, for a discounted ticket price. We hope to see you there. If you're in Austin, come yeah. hang out with us. We want to yes. see you. It's and don't be a forget, blast. after the show, you can hunt me down before the cops do in downtown Austin. So it's right. going to be a race in time to find me. Yeah, I mean, I think that's Texas law. I think that's just that's legal right. in Texas. If, if you see that's Tommy, right. you're allowed to hunt him. But there's that's a time. Right. There's a time limit. You know, there's a there's season. A time in place. There's a yes. season. There's a Tommy season. <laughs> Can't just yes. do it year round. There are, there's no. tagging rules. There's bagging rules. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll give you the rules 
when we get Great. there. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is also your last chance to get our limited edition latest obsession mm -hmm. Kenobi inspired Empire's Most Wanted shirt available at NewRockStarsMerch.com. It's the best way to support us here at New Rockstars. And when you get one of these, you'll unlock the added option to write on Custa shout out. They'll appear at the bottom of these after shows. For example, we got John who says, Vader, I am what you made me. Obi-Wan, I could have sworn I made you shorter. <laughs> Uh, that's savage. Savage. Uh, Charles says, "Design something." Shouting out, young Leia. She's nailing it. And Kenobi's baby Yoda, or she is Kenobi's baby Yoda. It's brilliant. I agree, Charles. I think uh, this this Leia actress, especially by the end, Vivian Lyra Blair, she crushed it in this final episode. She's mm -hmm. great. Oh, absolutely great. Uh, yes. And then Dean says, "I want to see Disney release uh, an Inquisitor lightsaber that spins, so I can fly to the front of the lines." <laughs> oh, at Disney, I like yeah. That, Dean. I Smart. think Dean, you got the, you got some good ideas. You got some good ideas. Dean. Uh, Bob Chapik, I assume you're watching this, so um, mm -hmm. you know, get Dean on the Imagineering team. I think. Yeah, is, uh, Bob actually watches live as we record, so he can see the unedited does. version in case we say something uh, uh, negative about Disney. He shocks us. Yeah. No. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he calls it the Chapik channel on uh, all of his screens in his home. He can just bring it up and watch any of us wherever we are. There's uh, yeah. floating invisible drones that just kind of follow us. So That's right. We got little Lolas that come by and yeah. electrocute us. Yeah, uh, and just give us little bites, just like little nibbles, like the way mosquitoes <laughs> would, just like <laughs> little <laughs> nibbles. <laughs> and yep. uh, you call that a, a Chapik kiss, you know? You just, that's, that's how you know he's, he's watching. <laughs> a Chapik kiss. He was there Good the whole Lord. time, Tommy. We were just not ready yes. to see. That's true. Yeah. That's true. All right, Tommy, what's the question we're dealing with this episode? Of this finale? I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to uh, an old an old version, an old way of telling asking these questions. How the fat much was Qui-Gon's ghost helping Obi-Wan during this series? <laughs> oh, I had forgotten how the fat. How I missed how the fat. Um, well, this episode ends by proving that we can never trust actors when they say they will not be in things. Both mm -hmm. Liam Neeson and Ian McDiarmid denied being in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Liam Neeson even mm -hmm. had that silly excuse about not wanting to be in anything beneath the Star Wars film. <laughs> mm -hmm. We yes. knew that wasn't true. These mm -hmm. cameos even went a step further than what I thought we would get, Tommy. I thought we were just going to get vocal cameos, but we actually yes. got semi-translucent forms of them. The actors had to yes. suit up in hair and makeup and costume. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess they could have made like a stand-in version of Palpatine. He's pretty unrecognizable under that and just use his voice, but no, it looks like him. Yeah, I think That's that it. was really him. I they, think it was they him. punched in on his face in that one point. Yeah. Like, when he was really questioning Darth's uh, intentions, they kind yeah. of moved in close yeah. to the, the hologram's face. Yeah. So. He had a yeah. bit of an apprehensive look on his face like, uh, did I make Have a mistake? Have I made the wrong choice? <laughs> I, should, I should have tried to turn Mace Windu. I believe Maul is still alive. I can yeah. Where's out. that little spider-legged boy? <laughs> spider? Here's spider. Yeah, uh, give me a my spider. So Obi-Wan mm -hmm. has been calling out to Qui-Gon throughout the series, always met with silence, including this episode. It opens with a kind of prayer, really. He's like, mm -hmm. I have to face the master. Whether he dies or I do, this ends today. Well, neither of mm -hmm. you died, but the yeah. conflict, the, the hatchet, in a way, was buried. Uh, this episode ends, of course, with, with Obi-Wan seeing Qui-Gon in the wavy heat, almost as if Qui-Gon is just a mirage, and mm -hmm. almost as if old man Ben is losing his mind. Mm -hmm. It actually reminds us of the way Ray saw Luke and Leia's force ghosts at the end of Rise of Skywalker, almost a mirage in the sand there. I kind of wish that whole movie was a mirage, but that's, you know, <laughs> that's the truth of that moment. When Qui-Gon says uh, to him, 
Well, it took you long enough. And Obi-Wan responds, I was beginning to think you would never come, which reminded us of the, you know, reading between uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin in the flashback mm-hmm. last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Qui-Gon says, I was always here, Obi-Wan. You were just not ready to see. Come on, you got a ways to go. Now, what does this mean? The implication is that Obi-Wan needed to reconnect with the Force in the series. Mm-hmm. And to fully accept that Anakin, the Anakin that he knew, Anakin as he knew him, is dead, is gone. And most importantly, we learn this episode that that death was not solely Obi-Wan's fault. It was really the dark side, the Sith plot, manifested in Lord Vader that vanquished what was left of Anakin's goodness. Obi-Wan needed to forgive himself on the show and realize that Anakin made his own choices to embrace the dark side. Obi-Wan's shame, in a way, is a manifestation of the evil that Palpatine plagued on all the surviving Jedi. He divided these heroes by guilting them into thinking that they failed each other, which may be true in a way, but any empathetic person, anybody with a soul, would rightly kick themselves over their mistakes. That's just something that we do. But part of self-forgiveness is also recognizing that the way uh, we each fail ourselves and are in control of our own choices. And, And Vader's line about Vader being the one to kill Anakin was exactly what Obi-Wan needed to hear. He followed the path suggested by Quinlan Voss that only through the darkness he could see the way. So I believe that Qui-Gon was there for all of this because we know from Attack of the Clones that Liam's, uh, that Liam Neeson cameoed as the voice of Qui-Gon shouting at Anakin in his mind when he attacked the Tuscans. He said, Anakin, no! He was there with Anakin. I believe he's been there with Obi-Wan as well. Throughout the season, we pointed out how weird it is that Vader and Obi-Wan seem to be able to see each other, sense each other, sharing visions, mm. sharing memories. They shared a bath at one point. Yes. It was really hot. Each time, mm. we've assumed it was just the abstract force bringing them back together. But I think there was a third sentient spirit there in the room for each of these connections. Mm. I think Qui-Gon was doing some matchmaking. Let's not forget that mm. Qui-Gon told Obi-Wan and Phantom Menace In that opening scene, some of the first words of that movie, Obi-Wan says, I have a bad feeling about this. Qui-Gon says, don't center on your anxiety, Obi-Wan. Keep your concentration on the here and now where it belongs. And Obi-Wan says, "Um, Master Yoda says I should be mindful of the future. And Qui-Gon, always that great Jedi, shoots back, but not at the expense of the moment. Be mindful of the living force, my young Padawan. The living force is the element Obi-Wan reconnected with in this series. Not the abstract visions of the future or the visions of the past. Remember, the past always came to him as nightmares, horrifying, triggering things and images. But the present moment is what he needed to be grounded in. And that's where he is now. Obi-Wan began the series burying that connection living in the past. And now he has found that connection to the living force once more. He has found the way. But what do we think lies ahead for crazy old Ben and his ghost best friend? What, what, What lies ahead? Well, they certainly left the door open for a season two by having him pack up his things, implying that he was leaving Tatooine. Something that the speculation on, uh, certainly on the break room and on our end over here was like, oh, well, he has to stay on Tatooine to watch Luke. But then they're like, no, he releases Luke into Owen's care and is like, you just need to watch him now. And and I think, you know, uh, Liam kind of gave, Qui-Gon gave him kind of the footprints in the sand talk of like, when you only saw one lightsaber, mm-hmm, it was I. Mm-hmm. It's because I was wielding it. I I like to think like the first scene where he really uses the force, where he catches Leia when she's falling off the building. That might have been a Qui Gon like giving him a little power boost uh-huh. to like do that. I I think 
I think they're setting us up for another limited series. I think that there's going to be there's going to be some furthering, uh, some further adventures of Obi Wan and Qui Gon uh, coming in a couple of years. That's I I, I imagine maybe perhaps uh, maybe an attempt to reunite with Quinlan and and uh, save some other Jedi's in peril or something along those lines. Yeah, they had that line from Roken, right? I'm just getting started, just getting yeah. warmed up. I mean, it was yeah. interesting to see it end, end in this place. Like, uh, Obi-Wan is not, uh, for the next nine or ten years, going to have a constant check-in. He's got, he's got mm-hmm. the, you know, the parents for their third kid, the whole baby monitor. We're going to go down the street mm-hmm. and have some drinks with friends. That's Style right. of parenting. Totally That's fine. Right. That kid's going to be okay with Owen yeah. and Brew. I think he looked at Brew and was like... This lady's nuts, and I love this it. This is the She's... safest place I could be. <laughs> yeah, the safest hands are Baru's. Unless she turns on me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't. I don't want to piss her off. She's got guns right. everywhere. I mean, yeah. if anything, that's uh, as long as you would hope that. No, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. You just don't want Luke finding one of those guns. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Got to hide them. No. From Luke. Just keep them out of reach. Keep them just a little yeah. bit, a little bit on the high mm-hmm. shelf. You know, lock and key. You want to see where my aunt keeps her blaster? Oh God. Oh. Uh, Tommy, 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 Tommy. But um, yeah, I think you're right. I oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) The uh, the idea of him leaving with Qui Gon deeper into the planet, like I think you're right. I think it does set up uh, Obi Wan and kind of detaches him from the planet of Tatooine for a season two to team up with Broken to help other Jedi escape. You know, to find find the path. Uh, mm-hmm. Tessin, interesting uh, planet mm-hmm. came up this episode where they mm-hmm. thought they were going to go. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think the two of them, like we have uh, the opportunity here for a wonderful buddy series. Uh, mm-hmm. Ben and his ghost, right? Like, don't we all want to see that? Just Qui Gon kind of like continuing I to advise him. Do Tom. that, <laughs> like Ken- Kenobi, like flirting too hard with a woman on Tessin, and he's in and, and Qui Gon being like. Oh, Obi-Wan, <laughs> you know you can. I'm getting cock-blocked by a ghost here. <laughs> or, yeah, he's just like the ghost in Big Mouth, you know, up in the attic. That's that's what he does now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love it. I love that there's, like, mysteries of the Force that these two can unlock in each other. Uh, I think it's beautiful, in a way. I, mm-hmm. I want to hear Qui-Gon taking credit for all the cool stuff that Obi-Wan did this episode. Absolutely. You didn't move those rocks off yourself. Mm-hmm. I moved them off. One by one. It took forever. Uh, I was the one who caught Leia on Dayu. You didn't see me down there, but I caught her. I went, you didn't do shit. It was me. It was me all this time. Now, use your mind to turn me into a uh, a ghost. You turn into a ghost. We're doing ghost classes now. All right, let's talk about Reva this episode. But first, we want to thank some friends who helped us make it. Starting with our friends at Manscaped. There's a certain confidence that comes with being properly groomed. There's an aura, a vibe, as powerful as the force itself. But you can also call it BGE, Big Groomed Energy. And there's only one way to get that BGE, and it's Manscaped. They have introduced their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet, the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is the leader in below-the-waist grooming. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Wookie. 
Manscaped's brand new Platinum Package 4.0 is the biggest bundle they've offered, giving you a bulk discount on Manscaped's top products. Inside this Platinum Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, and a bunch of other great stuff that all comes in the Shed Travel Bag to hold your goods while traveling. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof so you can shave with less mess. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all bases from trimming to showering to leaving the gym smelling nice. This is the best bang for your buck. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Wookie at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code Wookie. Unlock your big room energy with Manscaped. And remember, when you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. All right, Tommy, let's talk about Reva this episode. Uh, yes. What is next for Reva? Or is she going to get her own spinoff? Or would you want to see her in season two? I, I, I would like to see her cross paths with Obi Wan again in season two. I, I don't, I don't know if a whole spinoff. I mean, I think that could be interesting. I just, I feel like that could add a. Re- I, I think that could make a nice B storyline for a season two. Is like Reva crossing paths with Obi Wan again, and like, what does that mean now? Like, let's let, like, let's let, like six months pass between the seasons you know what i mean like or like a year pass because we can't let too much time pass or then he's gonna have to go back to tatooine so it's like let's let's rejoin the burgeoning rebellion with uh with with roken and 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 see if reva has maybe begrudgingly joined up with them or if she's found another you know is there another organization that is like sympathetic to uh former jedis or former padawans is there like yeah is there like a ragtag group of surviving padawans that she can go and join i don't know yeah see i don't know uh what is left for reva um because like i don't know she's done a lot of horrible things right. in her path and i i get it so if vader can be redemptive anybody can then again like it was easier to watch Vader's redemption in Return of the Jedi before we saw all the things he did in this mm-hmm. series and in Rogue yes. One and in Rebels yeah. and read the comics and all the right. horrible things he did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so re- obviously Revenge of the Sith where he killed children. Like, yeah. we didn't know how how awful he got. Uh, we yeah, just saw yeah, him yeah. choke a bunch of like Nazi Imperial officers yeah. in the original yeah. trilogy. Yeah. It was easier to stomach mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Anyway. But uh, yeah, so Reva, I think like if her plan was to just get revenge on Vader, like there was a lot of opportunities she had to take a swing at the old man. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's not that old, but um, she could have gotten close. She didn't have to like take him on this wild goose chase of, you know, kidnapping Leia and following them to Mapuzo and all this stuff. Like think of all the people who were killed as uh, throughout this series, like the people in Mapuzo, we saw a little kid's neck get snapped. That was horrible. That whole death yeah. parade that Vader went on. Uh, yeah. Did Reva need Maybe, to really go through all that? Perhaps there could be like a Star Wars version of Thunderbolts or Suicide Squad with like Black Kersantin, uh Reva, and someone else like teaming up to like like take take a uh, large sum of money to like save a, a village or save a save a planet or something like that. I yeah. don't know. You know what I want to see for Reva is like. I want to see her go back to the Fortress Inquisitorius and like burn that place to the ground. Yeah. Like see yeah, what happens. Yeah. Like if she will be the ultimate, like if she changes from a Jedi hunter to an Inquisitor hunter, you know? Yes. Uh, like, cause 
obviously we see what happens to a lot of these inquisitors throughout the course of star wars comics and through mm. throughout rebels um and you know there's there's all these stories but there's so many unanswered questions about the inquisitors so she goes inquisitor by inquisitor and tries to either redeem them and if they don't if they fight her she just kills them like i think she yes. ha- now her list is like the grand inquisitor the the Ooh. fifth brother, the seventh sister, the yes. ninth sister, the eighth brother. The hound, like, the mountain, <laughs> Jamie Lannister, Cersei Lannister. Uh, Cottonmouth, Bud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think that's her list now. I think she's an Inquisitor hunter. I think that's, to me, yes. the most exciting future for her is that she she is uh, she doesn't really have any hope for herself. Like, I think mm. she has her own tally marks the way Tala had hash marks on her blaster holster. Mm-hmm. She needs to now uh, one by one redeem each of the of the uh, prey that she has hunted over the years. I like it. I like the idea. I like that pitch for her. Um, mm-hmm. I also don't need a second season of this, to be honest with you. Like I think like yeah. there's plenty of stories that are going to get told. Like Roken, right, could come back in Andor. Andor is going to mm-hmm. just pick up a few years after this, maybe what Very four or five true. years after yeah. this, uh, yeah. and we're going to have 24 episodes to fill on Andor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, plenty of uh, prequel era. Um, stuff that mm. stories that can be told on Andor. Uh, mm. By the way, I believe Andor will be our next live action Star Wars series that we're going to talk about here on yes. Wookiee Leaks coming at the end of August. It's just yes. really, just really um, uh, a Reva light speed jump away. It's by a the kitten's way, whisper yeah. away, guys. Yeah. You know, we're just, we're going to do, I'm sure we're going to have some more Kenobi aftershocks to break down. Some, some news will come out. And then just when you're like, God, when is WikiLeaks going to cover these TV shows again? Andor will drop, and all will be right with the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to leave us with the chance. Final thoughts on this uh, series? We'll be talking about it more, but just like yes. after watching the finale, well, how are you? Fe- how are you feeling about these six episodes? I overall, I very much enjoyed uh, the story, the path that it took us along. On, I, uh, I was surprised by some of the ways that it went. Certainly, from what my thoughts and expectations from watching the trailers and, and whatever we're going to be. But overall, I thought the landing was very satisfying and stuck. I think the second Vader Kenobi fight paid off the first fight more when you realize that Obi-Wan had to get better and get stronger. And he really like you, it made me appreciate how weak he was in that first fight that allowed him to be so dominated by Vader and then just kind of save at the last mm-hmm. moment, which I really appreciated. I loved the portrayal of uh, of um, young Leia. I thought even the characters that didn't, like my whole thought, I was after the first couple episodes, I was like, why did they bring Joel Edgerton and Bonnie uh, Prius or however you say last name back to do these things? And it was because the, they had such a huge role in, in, in the final episode. I thought they were amazing. I, I you know, it, uh, this ranks probably somewhere in the middle for these Disney Star Wars series for me. Not, it's not any. I, it doesn't go above Mandalorian for me. But I, I, I overall, give me that last episode up against anything they've done for TV. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It leaves such a nice taste in our mouth as we end the yep. series. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I think they absolutely did stuck the uh, stick the landing. It reminds me of a, uh, you know what they describe improv as to us when we're yeah. taking level one improv classes. It's nine people falling down a flight of stairs yes. together and trying to all land on their feet at the other mm-hmm. end. And uh, that's what it felt like here. It felt like there was a couple moments, a couple steps where we bumped our head on the step. And it felt mm-hmm. a little concussed, 
But then we stuck yeah. the landing, which is fine because ultimately yeah. all the pieces were were in place for this finale. Mm-hmm. Everything that they they made so many great choices for what to include and what not to include in the series. But I will say episode to episode, I I think they should have just introduced some stuff earlier and revealed some stuff mm-hmm. earlier and not tried to play this game of we're going to keep this a secret. Like, mm-hmm. why didn't we just know the whole time that Reva was that yeah. uh, Padawan? That didn't need to be a reveal. I think that reveal kind of landed as a, well, duh, thud. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone yeah. was surprised by that. It would have informed her character more uh, clearly. I, I think mm-hmm. the writing on Reva, I think the acting on Reva was incredible. Uh, Moses mm-hmm. Ingram is my new favorite actress. She's incredible. Yeah. She's so good. Um, yeah, I but I think the good. writing for her character was uh, just kind of all over the place. Like, I didn't know... Mm why they uh like even in this episode i don't know what her plans are for luke when she gets him and why she wants to kill luke i'm like yes there probably is a a reason that i'm missing right now but i'm telling you the morning after i watch the show i don't know why she wanted to kill luke skywalker Mm -hmm. and that's a problem right Uh, in fact i think in general the inquisitors really well acted on this series man (laughs) rupert friend is swinging for the fences uh just incredible acting choices but just I was really hoping uh, for the Inquisitors, for like people who didn't watch Rebels or, or play Fallen Order, to know how terrifying the Inquisitors are. I think the Inquisitors mm. were just a little poopy on this show. Like I just think mm. they were a little uh, thinly written and unmotivated, uh, and I think just kind of introduced because they didn't want to have them fighting Vader every episode. Mm. Uh, but I left this series being a little less afraid of the Inquisitors when you should be terrified of them. They are hunters. Yeah. And I think mm. they they started strong with the Grand Inquisitor's speech in, uh, mm. in that cantina. And then after mm. that, they never really recaptured that high of intimidation. Yeah. But overall, like, I think, uh, like, the idea of Obi-Wan uh, having to rescue Leia, I think, is just great. I like introducing mm-hmm. the path, I think, was really fun. Uh, yep. I think these beats that we get between... Vader and Obi-Wan make it all worth it. Like the journey was just incredible. So I, I don't really have too many complaints by the end of the show. Uh, nope. I just think we don't need to make everything a mystery as we go along. Just like right, I think audiences right, prefer right. to have information and know where characters are coming from. Well, yeah, episode. I think, you know, you know, as the, I mean, they kind of ripped the Band-Aid in the um, sequels, the, the, the most recent trilogy with Kylo Ren, like they immediately identified him as Han Solo and Leia's son, right? Like mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, it was like, it was like twenty minutes into the movie when he found out. Like it wasn't like there was no "I am your father" at the end. Mm-hmm. Also, interesting parallel. This is the second time we get uh, when Owen yelled out "Ben." I was like, oh, it's kind of like the Han Solo <laughs> Ben. <laughs> I uh, I very much enjoyed this week to week. Like I don't want to sound like I'm too down on it. Overall, I really no. really enjoyed this, and I uh, no, it felt I, like... I don't think you did, Eric. I thought yeah. I thought what you just said was really thoughtful. I mean, we, these shows aren't above. Colleen and Inquisitor not... poopy <laughs> super thoughtful. But, well, uh, yeah. I mean, but I think you I know think what the I mean. essence of what you said is like very true. I could have, for my money, I know we're wrapping up, and then I just said, let me introduce something new. For my money, they could have never had the first the Grand Inquisitor die, it could have just been Reva's constant disobedience pushed her onto the outside, and then she, like, in a desperation move, lashes out at Vader, and then it's like, like, she's in a disciplinary hearing, and then that's the, like, all right, now we're off in this three, you know, this 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 three-way tango of Obi-Wan, Reva, and Vader. I don't know that the Grand Inquisitor ever had to go away. I think kind of taking him off the board made them by nature less scary and then they just didn't the what is it the fifth brother 
he was just kind of, he disappeared after episode four. We never saw him again. Yeah. I don't think you need the Inquisitors at all in this story. Yeah. It's a yeah. hot take right here. I don't think the Inquisitors do anything and contribute yeah. really anything to the story. I think uh, Reva's storyline was just so written to be so muddy by the end. Uh, and right. I think like, uh, you know, Tala, Indira Varma, an incredible character on this show. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. they did such a good job introducing new characters with uh, that we didn't know existed in Star Wars history. Yeah. Uh, or at least even the category of this character we didn't know existed. Uh, I think yeah. they really did Moses Ingram dirty by by the writing mm. of this character. Uh, mm. I think they could have written a completely different character for her and she would have crushed it. Uh, yeah. She did. She crushed it. She she did the best she possibly could. I think these actors yeah. are so good. The fact that they can make us feel things, uh, they can yeah. stir our emotions and make it honest mm. and true and, and uh, painful, this journey for mm. them. I, I think we have to applaud Moses Ingram on this show. Absolutely. She's incredible. Um, I just think, like, in general, when you're writing these characters, like, feel free to just completely bring someone out of left field and, and tell a new story with a character. Because, yeah. you know, uh, I think... But hopefully the, that's what Taika's going to do with his standalone movie. Come on, yeah. Taika. <laughs> Help us, Taika. You're our only hope. Yeah. Uh, we'll leave it there for this episode of WikiLeaks. But again, we're going to be talking about what we just went through on this series over the weeks ahead and look ahead to Andor. A lot of uh, fun stuff coming up in Star Wars. Uh, my Easter egg breakdown of this episode is going to come tomorrow. Tommy and I are going to be back uh, every week. I, we haven't picked a day yet, but I think we're going to be on Mondays for WikiLeaks. Okay. We'll find out. Um, and uh, don't forget to check out our great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Boss. Follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold. Follow New Rockstars. Subscribe to WikiLeaks wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching, and Goodbye we have spoken. Then. And goodbye, then. <laughs> <All right. laughs>